this is part 2 of the analysis of the truman show on parabolic prophecies so you know one thing that i clearly remember from the movie is when you know that christoph that you know smug person who created all of this mess yeah that that is why directors of hollywood have a bad name <laughs> so i remember him getting on the interview and during that one of the anchor mentioned that the show has generated enormous revenue equivalent to that of a small G- gdp of a smaller country but how would we define small so let's for the sake of simplicity let's assume by small he meant a medium sized developing country mm-hmm. there is a in mind sorry eritrea in mind eritrea sure i think you know country generally african country so basically the reason behind you know taking a medium sized country is because we can not you know we do not know what small means for him Mm-hmm. it can be small in area it's subjective to one's opinion exactly or it can be small in production mm-hmm. because you know there's actually no correlation between the two mm-hmm. let's take the example of germany mm-hmm. germany is a pretty small country in terms of area like yeah but except in some part between in the 1940s and 30s yeah, that might have been a bigger territory part uh, I think we might not want to dwell into that certain mm. part of it. Don't want to offend the Germans or the Jews. Yeah, exactly. Got them. So let's like assume like there's no correlation between the two. Like like थोड़ा ज़्यादा है. Like you know ये सब. So let's assume there's no correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. Germany is not like. taking example of germany again it's not a big country in terms of landmass mm-hmm. but in terms of production it's the fourth largest country in terms of the gdp i mean sausages which are called wieners <laughs> <laughs> i mean and everybody laughed at that one Mer- because he said wiener mercedes towards wiener and mercedes towards that always go together <laughs> Yeah. No, just kidding. Mercedes, please sponsor us. And uh, what else is from Germany? I don't think so. We know of a middle-aged man <laughs> with a certain type of mustache and much ambition. Yeah, I don't think so. We know that yeah. person, or we fail to acknowledge that person because of the bad treaties and the harsh policies he his ambition made him play. Let's. move on to the next segment like i said just like please leave the beatboxing to me so sorry for the bad music again but let's move on to you know actually defining or taking example of a small country medium sized developing country hmm. so united nations defined turkey as one of the medium sized developing countries and turkey in the year 1998 had around quarter of a billion dollars in terms of gdp sounds about right now let's 
just take a moment to emphasize the word GDP. GDP is the gross domestic product or the total monetary slash market value. Actually, it's GDP would be market value. Uh, NDP would be monetary value. Basically, it's just the value of all the finished goods and services produced within mm-hmm. a country. To put it in layman's term mm-hmm. and not getting into the technicals. Let's just take a moment to fathom that we are actually going to take a null hypothesis at this moment that Truman Show, on the other hand, in the year 1988, had close to around quarter of a billion or let's say $300 in revenue. Would cover the costs. Let's just, you know, keep this number in mind because we're going to come back to this when we actually derive the revenue. So, an interesting fact, like, you know, many theorists have, you know, identified Truman as a commodified object just constructed for entertainments of the consumers. You know, like me and you. So, I mean, we are selling ourselves hmm. to our listeners. Are we just whoring around? Perhaps. Guess we'll, guess we'll never find out. <laughs> So, indeed, as a media commodity, Truman, Truman is thoroughly objectified. Mm-hmm. Even to the point of product placement through the mouths of his loved ones in that show. Or so-called loved ones. like Apparent loved ones. Exactly. Like fake, fake mother, fake girlfriend, fake wife, Bad. fake friends. Which is probably the life of a Gen Z millennial. People. Exactly. <laughs> like... Not, I won't like put our parents in that pedestal, Mm. but yeah, fake friends, like it's pretty common to have those these days. Anyways, before you move on, move on, I'd just like to talk, point out the point about product placement. Now, do you think that it is ethical? I mean, in terms of speaking just for Truman or... In general, in general. Definitely it's ethical. Is it? Because, like, you know, a certain person who may be a host on this podcast has a t-shirt brand called Buy Compulsion T-shirts. Now, they have great t-shirts, by the way. Great designs. Like, you, I think you've, I've shown you the Instagram page and you fell in uh, love head over heels with the t-shirts. I wonder who you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, this, this let's assume, hy- hypothet- hypothetically, that there is a real business called Buy Compulsion T-shirts. And it has great great T-shirts again. I can't stress on this enough. Great T-shirts, great design. And now they have, also, they have a business-to-business and a business-to-consumer model, which is, like, amazing business. Like, su- such great thinking on the founder's... <laughs> uh, founder s apostrophe i wonder who that is yeah, g- great insight on the founder's behalf right so now on this uh, on our podcast parables to prophecies i could probably go on lens talking about or s- just subtly hinting that there is a brand called buy compulsion t-shirts i'm so- did, did you hear that right let's buy compulsion t-shirts b y c o m p u l S-I-O-N T-shirts right? You know I'm gonna charge you for that No See 
No. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'll, I'll quote it's, you I'm, I'm, 600 I'm to 700 million for uh, an advertisement. I'm, I'm just giving a hypothesis, man. Like, there is a real business called Buy Compulsion, which has great t-shirts, great designs, right? And Anyways, let's... If, and everybody should buy a t-shirt of that. Now, would it be ethical for a founder of a podcast to advertise his or her own brand on the same podcast through integrated product placement? Definitely, it's going to be ethical. Have you... Let me, you know, rephrase a question back to you. Have you seen the movie Red Notice? Yes. Remember Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah, yeah, the aviation gin part. Exactly. Yeah, but that's a different thing because Why? it it was in collaboration with the studio, right? So aviation gin must have given some amount of money to the studio. So I'm like my bank open is free. You bank account is free. You know you could always send me a check for the. Yeah, I think I could advertisement give you we like just did on this about, podcast about one percent of my two dollar estate. So the Truman Show is being filmed 24-7 and everyone on the show, other than Truman, sorry, is an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Extra. even though Truman yeah. is an actor, but he doesn't know. He doesn't, doesn't know. know. An actor. Yeah. Since there are no commercial breaks, product placement is the primary way that Truman Show brings in revenue. Mm-hmm. The actors in the Truman Show blatantly show product labels to the cameras. Like just, just one sec. Just let me have this sip of water. You do realize that we don't have cameras in this podcast, right? Now, you could just have silently sip that water. Now that is what I call water. Truman Show reference. Trying to sway the audience to purchase products that they cannot even see in this podcast. Water. Water. By compulsion water. Okay, so let's get back again, shall we? So product placement, like let's just take a moment to, you know, get into this word again. It's basically embedded marketing. Marketing technique where references to a specific brand or product with a specific promotion goal are included in another creation such as a film Mm -hmm. like the Truman Show or television programs that are running on then again in the Truman Show (laughs) after all it was a television show in air quotes so the strength of this technique is contextualization of the product or brand by placing the product or the brand in a certain context people can identify with the character or the Mm -hmm. presenter. (laughs) Like the very best example on the top of my head of a product placement would be me telling you, our listeners, to offer podcast, Mm. to sponsor our podcast. See, that that is, I think... No, sorry, sorry. That is genius. Like the very best example on top of my head would be me telling the listeners of this podcast to listen to this podcast. It's it's kind of redundant, but but genius at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's theoretically, it's Mm -hmm. a product placement. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, is a live product placement. Let that be a lesson to you all. 
as bad as this sounds there is a study to point out that our views are shaped and controlled by using gender roles it may seem that product placement and gender roles are in innocent and accidental in nature but in fact they're far from it not surprising exactly so for example almost all products in the film are promoted by meryl who happened to be truman's wife in that movie and the target audience is housewives some kitchen tools food and drink products and other household items address the needs of the housewives see that is why i was kind of craving that three time the three legged or the three spiked uh knife after watching the movie yeah i was craving that three spiked knife after watching that movie i mean i, mean, I really went to the market to look for it. even though it was like specifically targeted for the housewives how do you know i'm not a housewife great question guess breaking what stereotypes and we are proud to say that so product placement happens in a very non inclusive way as a spectator you do not have the feeling that something is forced upon you however when one happens to watch the truman show product placement is quite clear as the camera starts zooming in on the actor when they speak about the product in one of the scenes truman and his wife have a small fight and she completely leaves the topic while talking with truman and suddenly out of nowhere she begins to advertise a brand of coco it's the best coco in the world exactly and she tries to sell the product to the audience but actually to her husband who happens to be truman a very own truman i mean it it is common to see that in real life too i mean you've been bugging me about trying about watching this new show billions is it i think i was talking about succession i mean it's a great show by hbo anyways i, I might have my exams so so yeah like i was mentioning about that particular scene she is like holding up the package of mm-hmm. coco and the camera is slipping into advertising mode right away and then truman gets angry and wonders who she's actually talking to hmm. i mean it's quite you know curious you get curious when someone out of nowhere points to a different direction and starts talking to thin air you start realizing that whether that person is seeing ghost or just randomly working out of curiosity let's see how this product placement transitions into the revenue of the show bmw so the bmw doled out 110 million dollar to supply cars for the movies the three following movies the golden eye tomorrow never dies and the world is not enough great movies before aston martin bid outbid them with a 140 million dollar offer for die another day in the year 2002 pretty i was born on british on british violence i am pretty sure it's the bavarian motor british. works man you should take a look at that british 
So let's attempt a guesstimate in this direction. BMW paid a whopping $110 million just to put their cars in three movies that must have run for around six hours, considering each movie is around two hours and would have gained a maximum of 10 to 25 minutes in screen time. Seems about right. Considering most of the movies do not, you know, are shot in a car. Yeah, the logo would be only for 10 to 20 minutes. Exactly. And on the other hand, let's imagine Truman Show. The Truman Show, as we have like repeatedly put it out, ran for 24 hours a day. People were tuning it to watch it from around the world. If BMW in a similar timeline was doling out $110 million for a little screen time, I'm pretty sure that Truman was getting millions in ad revenue. To back this up, we discussed how Truman was generating revenues of that of a small country. And to be very honest, there were only two ways Truman was generating revenue. It was, as we spoke, product placements. Mm. And the other one, the Truman catalog, which we'll discuss later. later. Now, the James Bond franchise is very little in comparison to the worldwide cult that is the Truman fandom. Obviously, like even uh, so little in comparison to the Parabus to Prophecy fandom. (laughs) Exactly. So, the Golden Eye only had around 356 million in box office earnings. (laughs) So little. So, yeah, so little, exactly. So, even assuming that a ticket would have cost a dollar, GoldenEye had a total of 356 million people watch the movie. The Truman Show on... Unless, of course, two people watch the movie again, so... I mean, not putting it out, those two people are, but I think our viewers might have a very good guess at that now. So, yeah, let's get back to the Truman Show again, shall we? So, Truman had much larger regular viewership. And the movie portrays a sample of people fixed in front of the TV screens, admiring Truman and his actions in awe. While stimulating dopamine and serotonin at such a level, it is very possible that the makers of the show and the advertisers would love to exploit some of that vulnerability to sell socks or Christmas trees. I think a more befitting product to be sold should be kittens. I love kittens. I'm thinking of a joke. Kittens and Christmas. Two things that are not compatible. I mean, kittens are. I mean, kittens are adorable, but it's. it's it, it was Christmas two days ago, and again, a, I have to. <laughs> do anyway. not mention the date. So that my lethargy might, you know, come out. So you guys know who to blame for, you know, getting the podcast out. I'm telling you, late. on 29 December, this podcast will be out. I 29th? Are you sure? Yes. All right. 29 December of which year? Please. That is subject to one <laughs> opinion. Okay. According so, to the Gregorian calendar or according to the Hindu calendar? Or according to any other calendar, there might be some discrepancies. I mean, the world is quite standstill. It 
wasn't at a standstill but okay so what i was basically trying to say was the ads would have been costly as hell could also be differentiated across regions for example again the marquee text ads could be region specific to sell cell phones in the states while advertising bread in nigeria true i mean i also you know rolled out a great tongue twister sell cell phones i mean yes i wonder who wrote that yeah exactly i mean i'm finding you know such genius much wow humor in everything nowadays while the common ads would be those which were performed by the actors and on common billboards well actually i think here there is a possibility that it could be region spe- specific to I mean, instead of just putting out uh, an actual billboard you just you can just put out a green patch of paper or cloth which where, where you could program any ad to be shown there and this would give them give the studio the, the rights to show uh, the show in dvrs and what not i mean it would make sense while it would make more sense to the advertisers when they would be happy to pay for targeted ads and the studio could extract more revenue it's just basic accounting if i may say the green screen pattern would become a hindrance in creating the illusion for truman and that he's living in the real world so for the sake of a arithmetic prowess though let's assume that the show had fixed rates for all the adverts across all geographies i mean that's a pretty great world to live in isn't it yeah no the, arithmetic <laughs> <laughs> the world we currently live in is very unjust just putting it out in the open coming back to ads assuming that only marquee ads in truman sleep and they're running in daytime too we can say that about two ads could have easily been run every 10 minutes that translates to 12 ads an hour and thus 288 ads a day if a company were to buy all the slots for a day it could harass the show's billion viewers i'm assuming of course like of course. Biz- yeah so i think i mean what's economics without the assumptions nothing <laughs> So viewers with text of their product 288 times a day that's 288 billion readings in a day 288 billion 288 billion mentioning of a product so naturally the rates of such shows were very high at the moment it cost about $120,000 to advertise a product on national television substituting inflation adjustment for the viewership capabilities to assuage my lazy ass it wouldn't be so hard to believe that i mark we text ad costed 120k dollars at the time sure this translates to i mean akshat would you like to add those weird calculating <laughs> noise <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean you really are okay you're doing it Okay so it came to around 34 million 560000 dollars a day that's 172000 golden grilled cheese a day damn that is very nice 
not quite the world hunger solving revenue but still commendable in an year the number of such stan- sandwiches stand at akshat mm-hmm. 61.51 million sandwiches for that a is lot exactly that would be my city's uh, in enough sandwiches for the population of my city for a year that be cold so for a more boring comparison than right. what my companion just said 12.3 billion dollars yeah. 12.3 billion dollars it means nothing to me just tell me in sandwich terms okay <laughs> <laughs> okay that's funny so now coming to ads through actors not only do such ads lead to endorsement deals but also it entails massive inflow of cash for the studio we have witnessed in the movies there's also a tight grip on the actors whims and actions it would be prudent to consider that 10% of those endorsement deals could be benefiting the production michael jordan approximately made 130 million dollars annually in just endorsement deals with nike and the other brands Truman show was definitely more popular than the nba at uh, the time no offense to mr jordan um mr jordan if you're he- hearing this please return my emails or just sign my shoes like please also also if you like the podcast please sponsor please all right i mean if you are sending you know a pair of shoes please do send two pair of shoes we have got like two people here a uh, size is 9 and 11 anyways considering about 20 people of significance to truman and thus the show and a larger variety of endorsement deals available average endorsement per person could easily amount to 150 million multiplied by 20 it is 3 billion of whose 10% is 300 million dollars and add that to the endorsement money for the actual ads character appearances by the wife friends and the colleagues was very prominent in the 12 hour daytime window at least one every hour now the most expensive ad in that time period was pepsi's 8.1 million dollar ad in 2001 in the super bowl delivered through you want to take a guess on whose voice was that very beautiful voice it's brilliant bitch yeah exactly like great guess while the cast of the show would have been equally famous each of these ads would be worth 7 million dollars at an average search pricing during the holidays are out of a calculating price 12 days 12 ads a day gives us 84 million a day which is 29.9 billions a year adding all these three up we get 42. 5 billion dollars annually that is 202 million gold sandwiches you know i think you know after a point of time you know everybody would get bored of gold sandwiches i think we should add gold margaritas too exactly i mean who wouldn't like to drink a glass of margarita no oh, i meant pizza glass of margarita i meant pizza okay that's a new invention coming right to you guys gold margarita pizza 
it's patented okay now let's go back to the second revenue generating source of the Truman show that was the catalog marketing catalog marketing is basically a form of direct marketing where the seller prepares catalogs of merchandise or products and sells directly to the customer a parabastic prophecy is catalog coming to you soon <laughs> so now everything we saw on the Truman show was for sale his shoes his clothes and various items of everyday use that had a huge fan following now address in the movie seven year itched were by Marilyn Monroe was sold for 5.6 million dollars let's take a moment to imagine the audience of Truman's show for the sake of simplicity let us take that number to be 1 billion again since it was aired in numerous countries around the globe there would have been idiots there for sure who would have brought memorabilia and collectibles of Truman's show Sorry for calling out people who buy these yeah. things, idiots. And yeah, no, no offense, idiots, idiots. Please sponsor. No, wait. That would be calling us sponsors, idiots, wouldn't it? Exactly. A- I. Nobody I, is an idiot in this world. Just sponsor the show and like, yeah, sponsor. I really have no bias against you people, and please feel free to buy the mic we are using to shoot this. We'll be happy to auction it off. Auction starts at $100,000. I mean, okay. Coming back to our guesstimate, to just give you an estimate, even if 25% of the audience bought something of the show, for even a dollar, that would have given them an easy quarter of a billion dollar revenue. However, the showmakers were doing much more than that that started marketing or licensing their own brand of cocoa as we saw and as i say again and again everything was for sale and in the year 1998 cocoa was being traded around 1500 dollars for a ton that's just raw cocoa imagine the price when we attach a random label to a product <coughs> supreme <coughs> sorry Supreme, Supreme, and he sponsored the podcast. Louis Vuitton. We can easily say that the Truman Show got revenue more than a billion dollars. The simple reason behind this is not everything is sold for a dollar. There are things that would cost upwards of tens of thousands, as well. And since the fan following for the show was already great, we can easily expect twenty to twenty-five percent of people buying things regularly. Obviously. So the revenue could easily have been around forty-five billion dollars. Now, if anyone's listening from from a good company, no, and have second, well, I'll repeat that. <clears throat> the revenue could have been easily forty-five billion dollars, please. Nah, nah, please, bol diya. Last line, two minutes. So the revenue could have e- been easily around forty-five billion dollars. About like two hundred twenty-five million golden sandwiches. I mean, if I were to trust your maths on that, yes. So, like, coming to our guesstimate, if like any internships are available for consulting, please or, do let me know. Or sponsorships too. We take sponsorships too. Yeah. Exactly, but like again, if 
some internships are available for the consulting role please you... contact parabestuprophecies at the gmail.com we don't have our own do- domain because we're not that rich exactly so also sponsor us and give us internships probably okay. even jobs and admissions into great colleges yeah exactly so great podcast akshat i think we yeah. had a great session today so yeah we can conclude the truman show if it were in a, in real life and had their hands on great military tech like airplane so uh, like cloud seeding and miniature cameras and had a billion people viewing the show every day it could have been a very profitable venture 101 exactly. million dollars and revenueing close to around 45 billion dollars a year that is about an operating profit of 44.9 billion dollars exactly i mean 224.5 million coolants actually just you know things surprise me every day and this is I, one I, of the i think we should start a show like this i mean if only we had some around we'll trillion dollars the... of cash handing around no not trillion see cost cutting yeah oh so i'm so 2.25 2.256 billion dollars so if any uh, billionaire like elon musk or uh, whom whom any billionaire would do is willing to invest in a exciting new venture uh, invest into parabus to prophecies of course but then if you have money left after investing into parabus to prophecies which would be a very great investment then you might invest into our second show uh, which who, whose name will decide later something like, along the lines of truman show i mean we really have very high hopes of Again, who our target no, no, audience see, is i i just got an idea right you pooping that's our truman show i mean i really want to make that into an nft first <laughs> I mean cryptocurrency would lead me greater yields I think but no, let come on man 44.9 billion I nobody is not 44.9 that's a chat for another day every year I think we should conclude on this note yeah just before we go I'd like to start a tradition right after the end of every episode every series of episodes of a related topic I'd like to give our uh, listeners the two of us uh, about a uh, a uh, some movie to follow like for example that we might reference in the future okay. or it would be generally fun to watch yeah so why don't we like why don't you recommend our viewers okay so for this week's listeners not oh, i'm so sorry for being technologically dumb but yeah anyways so the movie/trilogy we we would leave you with this episode because we i can't really say week because we're not a week <laughs> we're very irregular Right. So the thing I'd leave you with this episode would be to watch Lo- the Lord of the Rings trilogy, or read the book by J.R.R. Tolkien. I mean, yeah. whichever you prefer. Just watch the movies, man. It's yeah, the easy. extended cuts are like it's much easier. Very. Man. Why great. do you have to read? Yeah, exactly. But like reading is great for you. No, uh, it is not. It's boring. I think let's just end it. You've already suck. ran. You suck.